And this is what I think side hustles do really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. They transition you from paycheck mindset. Sure. Employee mindset. Sure. And teach you how to be entrepreneurial and have that mindset. Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Episode seven, we're talking about side hustles and failure is an option. So what are the uh, some of the other steps? I think one of the things that you really need to address is when you're doing your inventory there on your side hustle is what's your definition of success? There's a ridiculous amount of people who think that this side hustle is going to get them enough money so that they can uh, they can quit their job. What is the life cycle of a side hustle? Businesses, especially small businesses like this, have cycles. Products have cycles, right? You don't right. think about it, but I mean, you know... Side hustles are highly niche. A lot of times it is you start doing something as a side hustle Mm -hmm. and you learn from it. Correct. Yeah. And it informs the next thing you try. Sure. It informs the next thing you try. Sure. And some of those things are short lived. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't write. Most people can't write enough books to pay for their life. So you might write one or two books. Mm -hmm. Those one or two books are kind of like a side hustle. Right. They, and they have a cycle. You, you're going to start writing. Mm-hmm. You're going to market it. You're going to advertise it. You're going to publish it. You're going to push it. You're going to sell it. And hopefully you get it sit there on a little residual self-publishing thing so that it's coming back around. You talk about it every once in a while. But you move on to another thing mm-hmm. or another side hustle. Yeah. Or, or another. Th- th- there is a limited side hustles. I think that's why they're not entrepreneurial ventures. Hmm. Okay, so what's the di- this is this is this is one of the keys we've had in our side conversations that I think is real important. So, what's the difference between the side hustle and the entrepreneurial venture? Number one is my mindset, long term viability. That's one. Um, ability to move beyond income that is filling a gap. Mm-hmm. To move beyond income that is extra. You're moving into this actually pays more than pays for my subsistence. Well, plus also, sometimes when you do a side hustle, you will not pay yourself. Or oh, you'll, oftentimes. You don't yeah, pay for the time. Most of the people. Time, time do is gift donated. Right. It's donated. And then it's like, so you think you're making money. But you really discounted some of the stuff you used, the electricity you used, and your time, most important of all. But the entrepreneur figures that out and, and includes that in their price. An entrepreneur has figured out a value product mm-hmm. to give people that people are willing to cover the real costs on. Right. And that's the key. Yep. And that's why market gardening was not for me. Mm-hmm. I had a value product. I created a lot of it. I could have done more. There was not the market mm-hmm. to cover that. Yeah. In a way that would make it entrepreneurial. Right. I took I took kale over to the the same market that you were working at, and uh, I sold it for three dollars. Yeah. Well, you can buy it over it, and somebody went out of their way to tell me that they could buy it over at Dylan's for a dollar ninety nine. You're lucky. Okay. I was told how much a salad cost at McDonald's. 
That's funny. I was told I buy mine in a can. Yeah. Well, not yeah, yeah. That's a different. Do, do you buy lettuce? I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> that's cut a that. different. That's a different. That's a different client, right? But the yeah. uh, not my customer. And this is what I think side hustles do really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. They transition you from paycheck mindset, sure, employee mindset, sure, and teach you how to be entrepreneurial and have that mindset. Mm-hmm. They, the, the failure after failure after failure after failure, the end of the little cycle after the end of a cycle after the end of a cycle on side hustle after side hustle after side hustle is what teaches you to be an entrepreneur or you give up and you find somebody to work for. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think side hustles are actually being performed by the wrong people. Really? Yes. They should be aimed at children. Hmm. I read a Twitter thread. This one girl helped her mom at the farmer's market. Right. Every weekend. So she got some money from that. Mm -hmm. She used that money to buy two goats. Hmm. Because she wants to do milk goats. And you had said something about, let's do a side hustle earlier in the day. Let's do a podcast on side hustles. And I was like, this is my frustration with side hustles. That little girl has a side hustle. She's now milking goats. The goats give her milk. She sells the milk. What did she really do? She invested in learning how money works. She invested in how that works. But she's invested in something that will grow. The money that she gets from that milk can go into another venture. And so there are plenty of adults that are so much in that net worth blind state, Mm -hmm. wage slave. They don't realize their true value. Mm -hmm. They don't truly realize their net worth, their whole eight forms of capital. Correct. So they need to be doing side hustles. They need to do side hustles that fail Mm -hmm. so that they can start building up out of that spot. But that is really should be targeted children. Taking their allowance and... Yeah, because that girl... Buying USB drives and putting Linux on them so that they can give those to adults, sell those to adults or... Going, there was that kid a few years ago that was going around to all the neighborhoods collecting the compo- this compostable stuff at everybody's house with his wagon and his bicycle, right? Sure. Taking it home and composting it and bringing compost back. Right, ran this whole little business thing. Mm-hmm. That was a side hustle. Adults should not be doing side hustles. They should maybe have several things like that that are fully developed business models mm-hmm. that... Pr- cover more than their subsistence right or cover their subsistence giving them the life that they want intentionally right but everybody doing these side hustles is locked into a job sitting in a cubicle or whatever trying to escape that with creating a website with the funnel and all that Mm -hmm. yeah i got i got into it because i was doing a side hustle i bought a yeah i had uh I paid $59 for a set of flashcards so I could take a certification test. You know, now you right. would buy ebook or you would buy a, a book, right? Yeah. Or you'd pay for e-class, e whatever, right? You know, of course. And, uh, and I was also learning programming, messing around, because I kept beating my Nintendo games. 
right? So right. I was learning basic. And and there was some there was some program in the book about making a it must have been a data some sort of database thing. And I and uh, it was like index cards. Mm -hmm. Index cards are like flashcards. So when it came time the next year for me to take my next certification, I wrote my own flashcard program for myself. So right. I wouldn't have to pay that fifty nine dollars. I studied just like I would to take the test. Right. But then I wrote questions pretty much like if I had a, a right, you know, index cards. Right. I wrote I wrote a program that was basically electronic index cards that I would have done as flashcards. There are a bunch of those. Five. Right. Yeah, I know. But back then there wasn't. Right. right. I understand there wasn't. Right. right. And then somebody at work saw it. But it's it. still useful. Right. And somebody at work saw, about, saw it and said, crap, you should sell this. So I put it in the journal, professional journal, and ended up selling it everywhere and then ended up getting out of the medical field and going into IT. So that side hustle didn't make that much money, but it gave me skills. It gave me it the It transitioned mindset. your lifestyle. Right. And it, and it helped me to get to where I, uh, I decided I wanted to go. So That's what I, a side hustle hustle is for. Yeah. Exactly. And it also got me out of that out of that uh, that mo that wave slave mindset. And I think that answers the question that you wanted to answer with side hustles about how do you do the transition? Yeah. A okay. lot of the transition is in your head. It's in your mindset. And and a good right. and we mentioned it briefly was failure is an option. People right. freak out because they say, wait, no, failure is not an option. But yes, I'm going to. Well, they're devastated what, what, when they fail. When failure isn't an option, you fall into the fallacy of I already have invested something in this. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep going. Right. I have to add more. I have to add more. I have to add more. I have yep. to add more. Yep. Failure is the only way to stop digging that hole. One of the things in business is called the sunk cost. It's where right. you say, I have to keep going because I've spent $3,000 on this. Mm hmm. Instead of saying that I spent $3,000 on it and it still sucks, so I need to reevaluate and I, get out I, of it. I, I spent $3,000 on it. It's failing. I need to put another five in. <laughs> yeah. Just put another five in. It'll be right. good. Yeah. Then you got good money after bad money. So now, now, now I have We talked last eight, time right? about giving yourself permission to do stuff. Failing, is a, failing should definitely the, be on that list. And that was one of the things we talked about was right. um, give yourself permission to fail. And I can hear already the the clackety clack and the and the the what? What are you talking about? Why should we set out to fail? The more often you fail, the less it hurts when you do. You you, you learn how to fail, grieve, mm -hmm. get up, dream, and try again. And that goes back into your definition of success. Right. Not only should you have an entrance plan. But you should also have an exit plan. You should go so, into it with the knowledge that you can fail. Uh-huh. And to say, when I fail, because you're going to fail at some part of it, sure. whether it's big, the whole thing, or just a small bit, right? Mm -hmm. When I fail, right. what am I going to have learned? I'm going to look for the lesson that I learned in that failure. Uh-huh. And then have conditions for, I'm going down... I'm not going to ride it all the way to the bottom. It's like when you're trading stocks or you're trading crypto, you put a stop loss on it so that when it goes really far down, you don't do a February 2020, you know, crash. You go back to cash and you wait until it goes down and then you buy the dip and come back up. 
and, and but or, everybody or you just else, stay out. Yeah, or, I mean that's yeah, an op- right? that's an option. But that stop loss gives you a stopping point in the failure, mm-hmm. gets you out of the sunk cost, sure, and lets you reevaluate. Yep, and that's what failure is for. Failure is about reevaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that permission to failure is something that I wish I would have learned a long time. And then the the exit strategy, right? What's my what's my exit strategy? What's my definition of success? I don't want to keep it going anymore or it's it's saturated or whatever else. Now I got to find something else to do or I let it go. You have to get comfortable with things dying. But there's another thing there. When you're defining success, Mm -hmm. your definition of success can't be perfect. True, true. And success cannot be your destination. Mm -hmm. Good. When you get to a destination, you stop. And your whole body goes into relax and rest mode because we've succeeded. I'm going to walk a mile. You, you walk that mile, you'll get to that mile and your brain will go, okay, that was the finish line. I get to rest now. Mm-hmm. So if your goal is success and you define it as perfection, then you let perfection become the enemy of the good. Right. If you define success and you set that as the finish line when you get it you're going to run out of momentum and then it will fail because you stopped working Mm -hmm. so the goal of a side hustle or the goal of that can't be success it has to be those intentions you want for your life the lifestyle you are trying to design And, and that's the definition of success not the i'm going to make x number of dollars it's did i number of dollars my my intention life intention goal. right x number of dollars this year this month whatever Uh that's a it's not the finish line and it's not the goal post it's the mile marker but too too much we get focused on it as that is the goal and we hit it and as you hit it you actually need to be continuing to go you need to at least maintain that but what happens is we go into that resting like like thanksgiving dinner right mm-hmm. you, you you dream about the food all the way up right you eat thanksgiving dinner you have the turkey the stuff kicks in and you have a sleep on the couch watching football that that's that same thing mm-hmm. that's what the finish line marker will do to you mm-hmm. what do you think about the business books that say that you should get your your entrepreneurial business to the point where it can run without you. Awesome. There's two ways to do that. One is this usual fake promise that you're going to get passive income, right? Oh, like you can you can you can do your side hustle in four hours a day. And then there's the other one where um, you know that you say you're doing a service business, you get to the point where you could hire somebody, or you know you could get to the point where you could spin up another franchise or what whatever whatever right. Right. You know, where you're not doing all of the work. Well, is there's some people that love that game. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. They love the whole game of make a thing successful, sell it to somebody else or make it start up. Right. They they play that game. They love that game. They Mm -hmm. are good at that game. Mm -hmm. That's what they want to do with their life. Interesting. Yeah. If that's not what you want to do with your life, Mm -hmm. then don't do it. Sure. Right. This this is the limitation you're putting on yourself. You're putting it on the business, of course. You're putting it on the thing. And sometimes maybe you sell that thing and let it go on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just stay, no, this is big enough for me. And 
with that extra time, I'm going to help somebody else build something like this. Because I like doing it. So No, I no, no, because I like it. doing it because I want other people to be successful around me. You're mm. mentoring them. You're not creating a whole other business, right? I right. like doing this. So I'm just going to rein it in. And, you know, maybe this employee that's been working for me for a couple of years mm -hmm. should actually be out there doing it on his own. And so this expansion area, I take it and offer it to him as a side hustle. Hmm. Then if he does it right, we're both doing that same thing right next to each other, maybe a little different, but we're not stealing from each other and we're fulfilling the market need, but we're actually having a healthy community. You and can do it that way. And then I don't have to drive 45 minutes to the other side of town to do something. Right. That's a possibility, too. Yeah. There are lots of reasons for it, but there are multiple ways to attack, to go against that problem or mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. solve that difficulty or that hurdle or that problem or face yeah. it. Most people will tell you, well, you just keep going. Sure. You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. You, you make it as big as you can, as big as you can, as yeah, big as you can. You own the whole thing. You be because they are trapped in doing what everybody says you're supposed to do. And a side hustle will definitely teach you to die to that. Well, and that's another thing. So, you know, you've got all these people that say, um, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's the four-hour work week and, oh, all this other stuff. I, I saw I, I saw an interesting quote in that book you, you recommended that we'll have a link to, is that uh, these business books tell you you can work half-time. Well, half-time of an entrepreneur is 12 hours, 12 hours a day. <laughs> you think you're going to be eight hours and... How much sleep do you need? How much sleep do I need? I no, no, no. How much, how much sleep does a person need? I don't know. To be healthy? Seven, eight hours. Right. Right. The rest of that, you're working. And that seven to eight hours is working. Because you are sleeping so that you can get up and work the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Especially, yeah. But say you're a market, say you're like a Curtis Stone market gardener. You're doing that all summer long. You yeah. you wake up, you work, you go spring back, fall go to sleep, yeah. and then in the and then in the winter time you've got some break, right? No, you don't. You do not have a moment's break. You need to be planning next year's garden. You need to be right. looking at the future weather forecast. You need to be planning that out. You need to be ordering the seeds. You need to be planning the markets mm -hmm. you're going to go to. You need to get in your forms for mm -hmm. the markets. You need to be arranging whether your employees are coming back or you're going to have to find new ones. You need to be keeping Good up point. the marketing. You need to be doing and pre-planning the Facebook ads. You need to be analyzing the books from last year, finding where you can be more efficient, where yeah, you can you cut costs. You do not get a winter break. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a winter break. It's a different workload. It's more mental. It's more that. You need to be calling restaurants and talking to them and trying to fill those orders and tell them what, see, find out what it is they, what they say they want. And when multiple ones are saying they want it, then maybe you go into that. Maybe you don't. You have all those analysis. You're looking back at past years. You're, you're doing all the trajectories. You're catching up on all the reading in the gardening journals to find out what everybody's going to be growing as the hot new crop because you don't want to grow that one. Sure. Everybody's going to have it. Mm -hmm. You don't grow that one. And if that was your big product last year, well, you're going to cut back on it because everybody's going to have it in their garden. They're not going to want you to pick the next one. That's true. So, it's not even true there. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the um, the the entrepreneur suggestion? Always is the advice is that you should get a mentor. Do you have a mentor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, 
I had a conversation this <laughs> week. <laughs> did that cra- Why did that? <laughs> Why did you bust the gut on that? I, 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 I'm going to explain. You probably just leave it in there. Um, <laughs> I, I have said over and over and over and over and over. Everybody has a life coach and everybody has a mentor because they don't have a best friend. Ah. But this week, <laughs> I have contacted two people uh-huh. about consulting on how I could do some things better. Okay. If you remember, you, you, we, you we, we talked about uh, things we're giving ourselves permission yeah, to sure. do. Mm-hmm. And I said that I was going to give myself permission to be less efficient. Okay. And not have to carry that responsibility myself. Mm-hmm. And delegate, right? And delegate. Okay. And I went, I don't quite know how to delegate. And who I do said... You de- who do you delegate to? Other people on the team at the Other journal, people right? on the team. Other... But, but I always volunteer to take more stuff on, yeah, right? Yeah, Instead yeah. of, you know, like in, in the group, somebody will say we should, and I'm volunteering to do it before I'm going. Yeah, you do jump right in and do it. And I'm trying right. to get really much, I'm trying to get better at it. I mm-hmm. recognize that problem. And that is sort of a delegation problem. It's sort of a not letting it just be, making it efficient instead of letting it be messy, right? Okay. So I actually contacted people. Uh-huh that are good at coaching people or mentoring people through getting better at those kind of things. Okay. Yesterday and today, I've had conversations about it. So you asked, do you have a mentor? Well, if you would have asked me last week, today I have to say I'm considering it. Yeah, what's interesting, so so did you choose that mentor based on the question you had? Because some people say, oh, well, I just... I, I, I just want somebody to be my mentor and, you know, they go and get Joel Salatin to be their mentor or something like that. But, oh. you know, you focus it around, you focused it around what your what, what, what need I, I, was. What I focused it around was three things that came up. Right? Three things that came up. One, I've had an ongoing conversation with a real friend about you need to stop volunteering for stuff. Yeah, I know who that is. Right. Everyone knows who that is. <laughs> they mentioned they don't know who that is. <laughs> right. Well, some of them will. Okay. And that person said to me, you know, this person consults with people, and one of the things that they do is deal with this problem mm-hmm. for people professionally. I said, really? Yeah. And I do want to get better at it, right? So was this somebody you knew? Sort of, yeah. Okay. So I said, okay. We had a conversation in one of the other chats. Mm-hmm. Some people will know about this conversation. And somebody said, well, I consult for podcasts on how to do better at their things. And I went, oh. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I contacted him. I have a calendar. I'm going to set up something for January. Last week, none of that was going on. and was not in my view, right? Right. But those things came together. And I don't <clears> like... Taking synchronicity as the universe talking to you, right? Sure. Because there is some truth to that, there is some not, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I I know I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. We all know it. Everybody's seen it. I need help. So I have picked some people that are supposedly good at those particular areas, and I'm going to try it. And it's important enough for me on this one, because this one's succeeding. The podcast the journal and all that is succeeding like nothing I have ever done. And my definition of success, this this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And my definition of success is not the money. Correct. My definition of success is engagement from other people. Mm -hmm. Is people actually doing things and changing their life from what we're doing. 
Sure. And that is important enough for me to invest in. So your question, do you need a mentor? I think you need the experiential capital. And when you find the right thing, you'll know it's time or not time to get a mentor. But I don't think you just need to go get a mentor to actually start. Mm -hmm. Because what you don't know, the one thing you don't know is what it is that fails in it, what it is that doesn't work. You haven't tried to do a website. You haven't tried to do marketing. You haven't tried to do, if you haven't done any of that, the mentor isn't going to help you. Right. There's plenty of free information everywhere. Or they'll you clone need to you. Go, or or they'll try, you'll try and clone their situation, which isn't mentoring. Oh, it's even worse. Right. I know several people, I know of several people who have gone through one of those classes where they help you fix your business. <laughs> yeah. They rename your thing. They change. Yes, your, they do. And it all becomes them fitting you into what they have already done for them, right? Mm -hmm. you, you become a little subdivision. Yeah. Instead of building a franchise, they picked one up, they stamped their brand on it, twisted it, and then gave it back to you, and you paid them to do it. Right. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you need to hit those barriers, you need to hit the walls, you need to find the things, and then you need to find the thing that's actually working, and when the and, and, I, and I have with this. This is right. working, and this is worth succeeding because of how many people are actually engaging. Definition of success. Right. It's meaning my definition of success. It's, yeah, it's meaning and, my and, definition of success. And I want more of that success. Mm -hmm. And this is a way to do that, potentially. Right. So I'm going to try it. Cool. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it may not work for me, but maybe it'll work for somebody else. I'm sure that I will come out of one at least one lesson. Mm -hmm. I will know whether this works for me. Okay. I will know whether this potentially will work for me. Maybe these are not the right people to help me, but maybe this is the right kind of process. Mm -hmm. So I've already got two failures, right? It, it This process won't work for me whatsoever, so I've marked that down. That could be a failure. These are not the right people to work with me just because we don't communicate well or whatever, right? Sure. Because some people communicate way better to me than other people, right? It's just right, 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 fact yeah. of life. So those are two potential failure points. Yeah, I know some people that don't communicate very well. <laughs> so, I've, so I've already marked those. If it fails this way and it fails this way, mm -hmm. I learned a lesson and I learned a lesson. This is the not kind of thing for me, so then I won't pursue it anymore, right? Okay. This is the right kind of process for me, but the wrong people, I will look for new people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am already failing before I began, so I can't fail. Good point. I know what lessons I absolutely at minimum learn. Everything else is a bonus. Mm -hmm. That's completely different than getting a mentor because I don't know. I, I'm going to get Joel Salton to be my mentor because I'm not sure that I've read enough on books on how to pastor grace. Yeah, and you don't, you don't really I've want read to. all his books. I've watched all of his videos. I've read this person. I've read that person. I've read this person. I've read, and what you're lacking is hands-on experience. You don't really need the mentor. Right. What you really need is you need Real to... Real life hurdles and events to teach you while you're failing. Yeah. And then when you have enough of those failures lined up, maybe you need to go talk to Joel Salatin because Joel Salatin's been through those hurdles. Or... You need or, someone that can bridge the gap, either in right. your the things that you lack, or the skills that you lack, you or do, something. What like you that. need at that point is maybe the other perspective, mm -hmm. a different perspective than the one you got. 
so that you can go make a whole bunch of more failures so right. that you can hit that wall and get the next perspective. Sure. And that may be your friend next door doing it. It may be talking to Joel Salatin. Mm -hmm. It may be talking. That's where you would look for a mentor, I think. Mm -hmm. Good. One of the things we wanted to cover that I wanted to cover was something we breezed over, and that is that people still are stuck in the financial model. We briefly covered it. And that is, what's our definition of success? And our definition of success, at least for this podcast, isn't the necessarily the financial capital, right? This, th this one is purely social, cultural, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. and the, because we want community and we can't find it. And engagement in which fits into community, right? So right. The, yeah. And that's important because so many people start their side hustle or they start their entrepreneurial adventure with um, only focusing on the, the financial capital. And not looking at that this will build this kind of capital. That experiential. We already yeah, know that it'll build. We've already talked about that it'll build intellectual and experiential capital by giving you skills, right? Right. But even even more than that, maybe, you know, like we talked before that well, our friend had came came across a, a tractor. Or no, he came across a dump truck that was probably crap. And then he fixed it up. So, it probably needed work. I'm sure, sure that sure, the, sure. I'm sure he would not have bought it if he didn't have the potential. His exactly. experience and all that told him that this material right. plus my skills mm -hmm. will create a better material investment. Correct. And that's and that's one of the keys. And the goal is not selling it. The goal is to actually have a new tool. Mm -hmm. And then I can use that tool to build another tool, to build another tool, or to build another system, or to build social, or to build financial. Yeah. That's but, where I was getting to is that. But it's not direct conversion. trade off, right? Where it's not, it's not everything. Okay, I'm started a side hustle and I've got a bunch of wood in my backyard and I'm going to cut it down and I'm going to turn it into firewood. It's that, it's that you talked about several steps there with our friend that, you know, he, he uses his dump truck that he got fixed up, uses it to, to leverage another tool, uses it to leverage social capital. Uses he it has to a dump truck, right? If I have somebody that has a dump truck, do you know the number of horse stables that are always trying to get rid of manure? Sure, sure. That I can't afford to haul because doing it at a truck truckload at a time mm -hmm. costs too much gas. Right. Doing it a dump truck at a time, a dump truck of horse manure, I I would, you know, if people have a couple dump trucks of horse manure they want to come dump on my yard, I will show them right where to dump it. Right. Right. I will be in heaven and happy for months. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. Whole yeah, nother that, topic. That's, yeah, that's, we're, 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 we'll have so, to have a podcast about that at some point. Here did soon. you want to cover trade-offs while we're rolling on side hustles? Or did you want to do trade-offs as a separate? Everything's a trade-off. Well, yeah, well, we were talking about trade-offs. Right. right I, we could go deeper on trade-offs. Uh -huh. We could end recording. We could save trade-offs for a separate one, or we could tie it in with side hustles. I, I think trade-offs is more... It's broader, right? Because uh -huh. you have financial trade-offs and everything, right? Because one of the things you're going to have to do with your side hustle is look at your finances and how much you can put into investing in this. Side okay, hustle, let's right? let's let's cover that in a let's cover that in another episode. Yeah, it sounds good. So now you know what's coming up on future episodes here. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Check us out at thrivingthefuture.com, Twitter with Thriving the Fute. Check out our Telegram group with a link on our website.